American Freedom Network. Matthew chapter 20, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 26, <laughs> I'm looking at different things here, Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, therefore take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow will take thought of itself, for the things sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. I didn't know which song to play to open the 
program today, but I go back to this song. It's, it has to be day by day by day. And the Lord, in chapter 6 of Matthew, stated that don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow you don't know. You have no way to know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yes, you have a schedule. There are appointments you have to make. But don't worry about tomorrow. Chapter 5, 6, and 7, these three chapters are the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, of God's kingdom. We live in the world in a different perspective than the uh, secular world lives in. We have a constitution. It's a constitution of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. It is an eternal kingdom. The power of this kingdom is mighty. The God who is the judge that sits at the head of this kingdom has existed eternally, will exist eternally. But for time, he had to present, and Christ did this, he simplified the laws of the Old Testament. And in experience, he gave us chapter 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew to explain a kingdom that we would be part of that would have the dynamics of an eternal kingdom. And Christ presented this to the disciples on the Mount of Olives at the beginning of his ministry so he could begin to present to the disciples what his kingdom, the power of his kingdom, the laws of his kingdom. And he goes into detail in these three chapters, talks about everything. And in chapter 6, the last verse, he says, don't be disturbed about tomorrow. There's enough to take care of in this day. You have faith for this day. Live in this day. Forget about tomorrow. Don't worry about next week. You don't know. For those people who walk with the Lord, it is day by day by day by day. You pray in this day. You worship in this day. You conduct your activities in this life, in this day. Tomorrow, when it comes, then you'll know what to do. God will give you the faith, give you the way, perform the miracles, whatever is needed. He will provide the way to get you through. Your blessings are in this day. Don't worry about tomorrow. You'll miss the blessings and the great plan of God in this day. And the visits of God in this day. Get your eyes off of tomorrow. In the ministry that I have, the things that I present are disturbing. The things and the vision and the view 
of the time that we're in is different than what you're generally normally or what you, you generally hear. I present things that are much uh, overall disturbing. But that's a ministry God has given me. And I, I can't apologize for that. The pastors of the land. Now, I, again, will go to Samuel uh, in the first Samuel, when Samuel appointed, because the people wanted a king, first Samuel chapter 8, they wanted a king. This is a good type of American Christianity today. American Christians, they want a pastor that they feel meets the requirements of the culture and the personalities that they have. The children of Israel wanted a king. They wanted a king. Samuel, I mean, Saul was tall. He was handsome. This is exactly what the children of Israel wanted. They wanted a king that would represent them like the kings of the other areas, the nations surrounding. Samuel tried to talk them out of it, but they wanted what they wanted. So God told Samuel, they haven't rejected you, Samuel. They've rejected me. So we'll, pick a, we'll give them a king. And then Samuel rehearsed to them what the king would be like. Eventually, the king of Israel... Saul would have no vision. He would lose his vision. He would, he would at, at one point, he begins to trust in himself, in his abilities, in the knowledge that he has. He decides that he's going to do a sacrifice. That's the beginning of a judgment. Then, when God pulls his spirit off of Samuel, Samuel goes to a witch, the witch at Endor, to the occult world to get vision. God will never give his people vision through the occult world. The vision that God wants to give his people is through his, through himself. In America, you have many responsible men in positions in the congregations that are called by God. They are ordained by God, called by God. They are there according to God's will. Then you have those that are in these positions. I use the example, not by the will of man, or, or by the will of man, by the will of the flesh, by the will of blood. They're there because men appoint them. By the will of the flesh, because they're gifted, they're talented, and it's a job opportunity. And by the will of blood, because their father was a pastor, so they should be a pastor. But they're not ordained by God. 
Now we'll talk about the men in this country, in these positions, that are ordained by God. And I'm going to use the example in the Old Testament with the 12, 12 tribes of Israel. When the 12 tribes of, of Israel came out of the desert, Moses had Joshua basically lead them into battle. They were all given, these 12 tribes were given areas in which they were to dwell. And as they went over the Jordan River into back into Canaan, they knew the boundaries, they knew the areas where they were to reside. And they were told that they were to, as they entered into these areas, there would be battles. There would be conflict. There would be enemies. They were to go to battle. They had to fight. They had to stand. They had to take a position and they had to move forward. It wasn't going to be like winning the lotto, the lottery. They had to actually engage. Well, as they finally get into their areas, they had a, in the wilderness, they had the temple, or they had the ark, or they had the uh, the items for worship. And then as they went into the new land, they also had a center. They had the priests of the land. They had the Holy of Holies that they, it was, it was, uh, uh, what's the word? They, it would move from place to place. But once they had their temple, once the temple was built at the time of King Solomon, then the children of Israel had the priests and they had the Levites and they had the tribes surrounding the temple, the area, Temple Mount. Whenever one of the tribes would, the enemies would come against one of the tribes, they would fight that battle. If they needed more help, they would ask the uh, other tribes surrounding for assistance. But when there was complete war, when there was a total war, when they were coming to invade the temple area, all the children of Israel had one responsibility to protect the temple area. And should the enemies break through one of the tribes or one of those areas surrounding the temple area, then the Levites were the next uh, force of defense. And these Levites were very skilled at war. They weren't just people that walked around in robes. They were skilled with the sword. They were fighters. The closer they got to the, the enemy, the closer the enemy got to the temple, the more vicious the Levites would become. Once they got close to the, even the priests right in the area of the Holy of Holies, they were also skilled in war.
My point is this. At some point, the priests had to go to war to fight a common enemy. The children of Israel were to protect the Temple Mount. And you had the tribes. At one point, all of the tribes would have to, yes, they had to protect their areas, but eventually they would have to protect the Temple Mount. And you might say they would have to forget their own personal areas and fight for the Temple, for the Temple Mount area. They would have to deal with the invaders in their areas later on. But they had to protect the Holy of Holies and they had to protect the Ark of the Covenant. In America today, the pastors of the land, they all have their individual calling. The true pastors have their individual calling. God has given them a vision as to what they're to do, their responsibilities, whether they're to be a pastor, whether they're to be a teacher, whether they're to be evangelists, or some are called to be prophets. Very, very few called to be what we would term a, an apostle. But they all have a vision of their own individual work. Well, at some point, in the scripture, there is a thought. At the end of the world, the vision, and this would be due to apostasy, the vision of, the, of all of the men in responsible positions in assemblies throughout this country would have individual visions. There would be no central vision. There would be a vision for what they do, a pastor, but there be no overall vision of the whole, of the time, of the nation. The Darby Bible states, this is in Proverbs 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. But happy is he that keeps the law. A second version. When prophecy shall fail, the people shall be scattered abroad. But he that keeps the law is blessed. Without prophetic vision, a people is unrestrained but a people which follows the law is blessed. So, without prophetic vision, a people is unrestrained. In every generation, especially in the time that we're in, there has to be a center, a central vision for the people of God in America. The vision that each of the individual pastors that they have for the work that God has called them to, that vision has to take 
back seat. I'll use this example. In the book of Revelation, there's a point where the crowns are taken off the heads of uh, the, I believe it's the angelic hosts, and these crowns are cast to the feet of the Lamb. The pastors of the land, their individual calling, God is going to, they're still going to have responsibility, but their vision is not going to be basically, generally, or honestly speaking, their vision will not be the vision that they need to have for the end of the world. Number one, the vision at the end of the world in America is that America is in the Bible. Once the pastors of the land realize that America is in the Bible, their vision is going to change. Once the pastors in America, Catholic priests, Episcopalians, and Lutherans, but I'll stick with the evangelical world. When the evangelical Christians, when the fundamental Christians, the, the Pentecostal Christians, the Messianic Christians, the Charismatic Christians, in evangelical Christianity, when they receive the vision and the revelation that America is in the Bible, that America is called Babylon the Great of the end of the world, a Babylon that sits between two oceans, the Pacific on the west, Atlantic on the east. When they realize that there is a second ancient Babylon that will be prosperous also, present-day Iraq, their vision is going to change because when that vision, when they receive that vision, that's just to begin with, America. When they receive that vision, all of a sudden, they will begin to realize that their individual personal calling is going to have to be set aside and there's going to be a need for prayer to be able to move in the direction that God is going to have the pastors of this land go. When the pastors of this land realize that America is Babylon the Great, it's going to change a lot of things. It's going to change what they present to their congregations on Sunday or Saturday. Secondly, if America, I say America is in the Bible, I say America is Revelation chapter 18 and 17. 17 and 18 are describing the same thing in just two different ways, front and back. Secondly, if America is in the Bible, is in the Bible, the second revelation that the pastors of the land are going to realize is that the end time Babylon, the king of end time Babylon, will be a person that is referred to as Antichrist. Do you think that's going to change the thinking of the pastors and how they're going to 
realize that their own personal little ministry is going to have to change and their calling is going to change. Prophecy is going to change them. This is what prophecy does. Without prophetic vision, a people is unrestrained. And American Christians are unrestrained. They're going 20 different directions. You have 10,000 pastors going 10,000 different directions when we're at the end of the world. And the pastors of this nation need to be directing their children in one direction. That one direction is, we are an army of God. We are God's mighty army. And God's mighty army is scattered. Everybody's doing their own thing. An army that is scattered is is uh, is is useless. Everybody's fighting over here, over there, and the temple, the temple mount, the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant, the important thing, the important area is being neglected. Prophecy brings people back in their thinking to proper vision, to proper objective. We're going to go to a break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hey guys, this is Steve from Red Pill Truth, KHNC 1360 AM, Johnstown, Colorado. This show runs Saturdays at 3. We talk about the truths that the mainstream media won't tell you about until they have to. We'll see you Saturday at 3. Kids, when making those cool motorcycle sounds when riding your bikes, don't use your baseball or even your Pokemon cards because they may be worth money someday. Instead, Use that embarrassing baby picture that your mom took of you in that ridiculous outfit. But when she finds out, you didn't hear that from us. Another friendly reminder from 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Always wear your helmet. What's up, guys? I want to introduce you to EnviroShapes Concrete. This is a concrete company that is veteran-owned and supports the Wounded Warrior Project. It does concrete all over the northern Colorado area. Some people say our trade-in process steps, feels too easy. They can't believe it's 100% online. Call my friend Jay and gives them a competitive Allman, offer that won't change for seven days. An offer that they can put toward their new car. Some people... Or email him at EnviroShapes at gmail. Hey folks, The Rev here. I want to introduce you to my friend Zach Frisbee, decorated combat veteran and Purple Heart recipient. His real estate service has incredible programs and can even offer a $1,500 closing cost to veterans. Zach also donates $500 to the VFW for every home he helps you buy or sell. Zach's website is foothills.life. Again, that's foothills.life. Make Zach at foothills.life your choice for all your real estate needs. Real estate done right. Reasons to Own Gold, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank, which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger. 
while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592. This is Mark Call, host of the Come Out of Her My People show here on the Roar of the Rockies. Tune in to discover why, whether it's the law of the land or scripture, what you've probably heard it says is not what is written. It's time to come out of all of that. This is the America Marine Band, Marines just singing, These Are the Days of Elijah. The Days of Elijah. Well, I had prayed to see what direction to go today. I had a direction, but I felt this morning as I was getting up that without a vision, the people perish. Without a vision, the people are unstrained. Without a, peop- without a vision, the people are scattered. This is the American church, the American Christians, evangelical Christians, the Catholics, all seven churches of God scattered. Every church, because of apostasy, the Catholics, the Lutherans, Episcopalians, the Greeks, the evangelical Pentecostal, the, the Messianics, the, the uh, Charismatics, because everyone has a different vision. But no one is paying attention to what God is speaking to the earth. God is speaking within a decade 
everything is going to be finished, I believe. This prophet says, America is Babylon the great of the end days. I say this nation is the seat, will have the throne of the coming Antichrist. The, prof, the, the pastors of the land, they're going to have to take off their crowns. They're going to have to take off their agendas, their directions, their plans, what God has called them to do, and they're going to have to take these plans and lay them at the feet of Christ. And they're going to have to say, Holy Spirit, what and how do I become effective with the rest of the true called men that have been ordained to responsible positions in this country? The men that are in positions not ordained by God, they need to be found out and they, be, they, 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 need, they need to be sent on their, on their way. Without a vision, the people are unrestrained, they're scattered, they lose self-control. Is the American church a church without any self-control? I say yes. Two things, okay, to begin with, America's in the Bible. Number two, America is the seat of Antichrist. Number three, Israel is about to enter into her initial wars to save herself from being eliminated, destroyed, removed from her land as a people. She's going to have to fight. She doesn't have a choice. And she's going to have to do what she needs to do to remove the enemies that will attack her. Israel is not going to listen to the UN, not going to listen to the parliament in Europe, what they have to say. Israel is not going to listen to what the present administration has to say. Israel is going to do as her God has commanded her to do. She is to protect herself. She's to go to war with these enemies. She's to be victorious. And she is going to expand her borders. Her borders are going to include now, in the near future, the present-day borders of Jordan. Petra. The pastors of the land, the problem is apostasy. Apostasy comes when there is no prophecy. Apostasy comes when there is no sound doctrine. When the doctrine of the laws of the churches, whether it be Lutheran or Catholic or Evangelical, when the laws become the traditions and these laws, just like with the scribes and the Pharisees, they have their own laws, but not according to what God stated. They write their own laws. 
at the end of the world, there's going to be one, one law, you might say. I, I won't say it's a law. There's going to be one uh, thing. There's something that God will do to get his pastors in this land to wake up. And even more than the pastors, the children of God are going to wake up. It's going to be the children of God that are going to wake up. And that the way they're going to wake up, they're going to come out of their sleep and their stupor is through the prophetic word. And as they wake up and they realize that we're in the time of great prophecy, as they wake up and they start to visit with their the men who are, are teaching them, those men will wake up or they're going to be removed. We cannot stop what God said is going to happen at the end of the world. We cannot stop it. We cannot stop the tribulation from coming. We are going to go into the tribulation. The pastors of the land are not saying anything about the hardship that we're in right now being the birth pains that lead us into tribulation. These are birth pains that we are in right now that we're watching. This nation is in a civil war. This is a, if this is not a birth pain, if this is not telling the children of God in this country and internationally that something is about to be delivered into the world that is not good, the world is, is, is ready to pop, is ripe, Tribulation is coming. Christ in Matthew 24 and in Luke 21 talked about this end of the world tribulation that's coming. It was not a small matter to him. He took a whole chapter in Matthew 24 to discuss it intricately, in depth, in detail. It wasn't a small matter to him. Well, why would it be a small matter to the Christians at the end of the world just a decade before Christ returns? China, China right now is preparing for the war of Armageddon. America is already preparing for it. We've been, we're in the time now where they're going to beat the... All the foundries of the world are going to melt steel to build weapons, not to build tractors and plowshares. The fuel, the coming fuel, is going to be used to fight for these weapons in war. The pastors of the land, when they are out of touch with the Holy Spirit, when they are out of touch with God's prophetic word, when they are oblivious to what is happening around them, it's apostasy, great apostasy. And I'll tell you what, the children of the devil are laughing. The children of the devil are happy. They're rejoicing because they see a body of believers in America that are basically useless. 
They're good for the programs, for the visions of the pastors, but they're not an army. They're not united. They're divided. One of the great ways in which Satan destroys the, the, the children of God is through racial division. The pastors of the land that are, that are Hispanic, black, white, Asian, from India, from the Far East, the pastors of, in America that are consenting to the racial hatred within their congregations, whether they be white and they have and they're bigots toward black, Hispanic, Asian, or the Hispanics who are bigoted toward the blacks, the whites, the Asians, or the Asians that are bigoted. You know what I'm saying. This is not allowed in God's kingdom. This is not allowed in God's churches. It is not allowed. The scripture forbids it. Moses, the laws of Moses forbade it. Christ himself forbids it. In Ephesians, he died to break down the walls between the Gentile and the Jew, but he also broke down the walls, racial walls, between all the races. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, God made it clear that his spirit was going to be poured upon all the languages all the languages were hearing in their own tongue marvelous worship to God Almighty. This matter of racial hatred in the body of Christ in this country, any pastor who turns and won't address it shouldn't be in that position. God has an army, and the army is different families, different races, different cultures in this country. There is no racial divide, shouldn't be, in the body of Christ. I was, 10 years ago, I was in Las Vegas. We'd gone down to, with another pastor, down to L.A., and here I hear a young pastor, 35-year-old black pastor, and he is just going crazy. His sermon was that Michael Jackson was the king, was a black king, and Elvis Presley, his th he had been, been dethroned. And the bigotry coming out of this black pastor, young Christian evangelical pastor there in Southern California, I couldn't believe it. I can't believe that in the evangelical church, the churches down there, the black churches, would even allow a young man to speak like this on national on, on a uh, LA state uh, LA station. I'm thinking, wow, they're screwed up. Here in the San Fernando Valley, they are really out of control. 
in the riverside in the inland empire. These Christians, these California Christians, they have no idea of what God expects of his people in his kingdom. And then, white, white pastors. Don't think there aren't, there aren't bigot, white bigots in the churches in the Northwest. Don't think that these, these pastors can't be bigots, the white pastors. This is going to be, this is something that's going to be, God is going to bring judgment upon these type of people. Hispanic. I know Hispanic pastors that they love the Hispanic people, but they don't want the whites in their, in their assemblies. They don't want blacks. They want only Hispanics. We are a dysfunctional church in the United States of America. We're dysfunctional. The churches in this country, no one is talking about the dysfunctional children in the churches of God in America. Why? Because the pastors, their, their collection place will go empty. This is forbidden in the kingdom of heaven. This attitude toward mammon is forbidden. No one is speaking about these men that build these great little empires throughout America with thousands and thousands of deceived believers following them. That's not an army. That army is going to be taken out of battle very shortly. When the tribulation comes, that army, that army of weak-souled believers in this country are going to be taken out of battle. They're out of battle already, but they're going to be really removed because they're not going to have anything to stand on. They're not going to have sound, solid scripture, doctrine. They're not going to have any theology that is going to matter in a time of hardship. And they're not going to have eschatology, the, the insight that the prophetic word gives as to the time that we're in. There is a hard time coming to the churches in America. God said it would come. God is going to allow it because he has an army. And this army is going to stand. And this army is going to be is, is going to be victorious. And the gates of hell are not going to prevail against this army. But this army that God is visiting with right now is an army that has vision, is an army that sees the prophetic word, that knows the time. This is the army that has heart. The children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, the Lord said, this is my army. And they were unbelieving. They were fearful. They were a mess. But God said they were his army. They were his army. They were his mighty end time army. Commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss 
what our hosts have to say next. Advertise with 1360 KHNC and have your message be heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We also have the best rates in Colorado. 970-587-5003 or 1360KHNC.com. Hi, listeners. Jack here. The Hunting and Sportsman Gun Show is Northern Colorado's premier event in 2021. These shows feature dozens of vendors that guarantee the best selection of guns and ammo in northern Colorado, from the Loveland Outlet Mall to Island Grove Park in Greeley. For show dates, locations, or table reservations, visit PEshows.com. That is PEshows.com. While you're out, visit Harsh Outdoors at 600 Oak Avenue in Eaton, Colorado. They carry a full line of ATVs, UTVs, mowers, trimmers, sprayers, and chainsaws from Husqvarna, DR, Generac, and EasyGo. Whether you have a half an acre or 1,000, they carry the equipment you need. They always have a full-line gun store with lots of firearms, ammo, safes, and accessories. Check out HarshOutdoors.com. That's HarshOutdoors.com. Backyard or Back 40, Harsh Outdoors has got you covered. When dealing with a worldwide pandemic, remember to avoid, distance, and alienate yourself from friends, family, and neighbors. That way, when the crisis is over, no one will ask you to help them move, to borrow money, or bother you for a cup of sugar ever again. After all, who needs community anyway? This has been a public service announcement. Have a lonely, I mean lovely day. It's your local hometown gun and knife show, June 12th and 13th. We will have the largest selection of guns, both new and used. Ammo, knives, accessories, military surplus, self-defense products, and much more of the items you want to see at the gun show. All conveniently off I-25 and Highway 34 West at the outlets at Loveland. Our dealers buy, sell, and trade. There will be $50 CCW classes on Saturday and Sunday. See PEshows.com for more details. See you at the show. As I've considered this, this matter of vision, I realized that without, without the men in these positions of responsibility in the churches of God in this country and internationally, without the proper vision concerning the time that we live in, which can only come through end-time prophecy, the church will be neutralized, sterilized, ineffective, unproductive, definitely deceived. But the Lord Jesus said that the gates of hell would not prevail against the builded church. A, a church without a vision, pastors without a vision, 
of the time that they live in, if they don't know the time that they're living in, they're going to be neutral. They're, they're going to be ineffective for the things of the kingdom of heaven. It's a very important thing. God gave prophets to ancient Israel. And these prophets, they were directed to speak to the children of Israel. There, are a, there is a term, the minor prophets and the major prophets. That term is, is good. But really, the what they would call major prophets, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, what they would term that term for major prophets, really were pre-exile prophets. Before Israel went into captivity, these prophets were the pre-exile prophets. They told Israel, if you stray from God, here's what will happen. You're going to go into captivity into the nations and you're going to suffer. Then after they were in, exi in exile, once they were out of their land, then you had the, what you would call the term that they've used for centuries, minor prophets, which are really post-exile prophets. The post-exile prophets told the children of Israel, you're going to return to your land. You're once again, God is going to take you back. You're going to be a nation because Messiah is coming. And you have to be in your land because Messiah, his lineages have to be in the land. So there were the pre-exile and the post-exile prophets. We're going to talk more about prophets because this nation is going to be a nation of prophets. It's not going to be a nation of pastors any longer. It's going to be, America is going to be a nation of pastors, of, of prophets, not pastors. We'll be back at the top of the hour. Rick Rodriguez, stay with me. All right, folks, Brian Kilmeade here. Thanks for listening to my show each weekday from 7 till 9 a.m. Have you heard how much KHNC, the Roar of the Rockies, has grown? Got a new lineup, big signal, and rapidly growing audience. So if you own a business and would like to reach a conservative, patriotic, northern Colorado audience in a very affordable way, contact my buddies, my friends at KHNC, 970-587-5003, or email them at ontheair at khnc.net. That's 970-587-5003. Tell them Brian Kilmeade sent you. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Worbin. The Colorado State Patrol fires a trooper accused of pointing a rifle at a driver and facing criminal charges. Prosecutors say the incident happened in late April at 10th Avenue and Sheridan Boulevard in Denver. A photo of his license plate and interviews with witnesses led to the arrest of Wesley Dakin. Prosecutors say he was off-duty, not in uniform, not driving a state car at the time. The patrol put him on leave when Denver police told them of the arrest, and Dakin was fired on Tuesday of this week. He's charged with felony menacing and is being sued in a separate case for allegedly using excessive force after a minor traffic crash in 2018. That suit claims he stopped a woman accused of lightly bumping another car and driving away. It says when she cursed at Dakin, he grabbed her and threw her to the ground, breaking her wrist, which required surgery and physical therapy. I'm Jim Williams. Two men alleged to have tried to illegally profit from the pandemic. 
Authorities say two Colorado men created a fake business to scheme their way into government COVID relief money that was meant for legitimate companies. A front-range grand jury indicting Russell Foreman and Chandler Simbeck, accusing them of setting up that business and submitting applications to get funding from the Federal CARES Act. The fraud detailed in the indictment totals more than $300,000. It's on to the second round in postseason basketball. Shot clock down to four. Long three is up and good. The Nuggets made a huge comeback against the Portland Trailblazers in Oregon Thursday night to win this year's first playoff series in six games. Final score 126 to 115. Down the stretch, Nikola Jokic scored 20 in the third quarter with 36 for the game. Coach Michael Malone. We're resilient, we're mentally tough, we believe in ourselves, we believe in our teammates. So that's a great feeling. You know, that's not always the case. I've been in this game for a long time. No matter who you call upon, they're ready to go out there and simply do their job. And that's all you can ask. The Nuggets opened their second round series Monday against the Phoenix Suns, who eliminated the Lakers in six games, 113-100. to I'm Ted Werbin. You protect yourself, your family, and the environment when you safely dispose of your unused or expired medications. The Colorado Household Medication Take-Back Program is available to residents and visitors for the safe disposal of medications. For the list of pharmacies or police departments providing a drop box for safe disposal of your medications, visit TakeMedSeriously.org. This message is sponsored by the Colorado Department Public Health and Environment's Medication Take-Back Program. TakeMedSeriously.org. Are you part of Colorado's dirty little secret? Did you know that Colorado ranks lower than comparable states for recycling? You can help. Recycling valuable material, like glass bottles and jars, creates jobs here in Colorado and protects our wild places. Take the pledge, no glass in the trash, at erasethewasteco.org. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment and the Colorado Broadcasters Association. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Most people think they can't afford to invest in gold and silver. But at the Patriot Trading Group, we believe that everyone should have the opportunity to own hard assets. That's why we created our Preferred Metals Program. You can get started for as little as $100 a month. Go to allamericangold.com and click on our Preferred Metals icon to learn how you can get started today. Or call us at 800-951-0592, the Patriot Trading Group, allamericangold.com. 
Did the insurance company divorce your mountain house? Then call Affordable Tree Service North at 970-568-6898. We have over 50 years combined experience in fire mitigation. Let us climb, cut, trim, haul your worries away. We know brokers who specialize in mountain property, and we don't hire no snowflakes. Oh, God, God, Hey, you're not in this commercial. Again, call Affordable Tree Service at 970-568-6898. That's 568-6898. On August night and the leaves hanging down and the grass on the ground smelling sweet Move up the road to the outside of town and the sound of that good gospel beat Sits a ragged tent afternoon now. Welcome to Hour 2 Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm Rick Rodriguez, your host. I like this song by Neil Diamond. This America at one time was the great spiritual superpower of the world. We did things for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. As a church in America, not just as a nation, but as a church, and I'm going to talk about the evangelical church, the Catholic church, the Lutheran churches, the Greek churches, the Anglican, Presbyterians, these churches all came to America. But America is the land of the church of Laodicea. The seven churches of God, the seventh church, the church of Laodicea, would be an evangelical church. It would be different in its uh, personality than the previous six churches. The previous six churches would basically have a similar personality. But the seventh church, Laodicea, would have a completely different personality. 
demeanor, character. That would be the evangelical churches of the United States of America. That's what I say. Again, without a vision, the people perish. Prophecy makes, it, it, it gives you a clear view of God's plan, His eternal plan, through the ages and at the end of the age, which we're in right now. The seventh church, the church of Laodicea, a dynamic church, a church like no other church in the history of the churches. Yes, the Catholic Church, Thyatira, yes, it was dynamic in its way. The Lutheran churches, the Greek churches, Pergamos, yes, definitely. But Laodicea is different. Laodicea is a church in a mighty land that sits between two oceans, a wealthy land, a powerful land, a land with a constitution that is a law, the laws of the land like have never been in existence in mankind's history. And because of the laws of the land, Laodicea, the evangelical churches, would be free to worship, to speak, to preach, to conduct activities for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. And the other seven churches, the other six churches, the suffering churches coming out of all the third world nations, the Greek churches, Lutheran churches, the, the, the Catholic church, the churches out of Central Europe, which would be kind of a, the Philadelphia churches, they would come to, they would leave their ancient land of, a, of Europe and Eastern Europe, they would jump the ocean to come to the land of the Laodiceans, which is the evangelical churches. This is our land. Evang evangelical Christians, this land is the land that was given to the evangelical churches, to the church in Laodicea. The Roman church, the Lutheran churches, they are all just visitors. They have their own areas where they began as churches. But they have jumped the ocean. Why? Because of the freedoms that our Constitution gives all churches. It's part of God's plan. But they have come to Laodicean calling, the, the land that Laodicea was called to. And they're getting and receiving the blessings of what the Laodiceans were to, uh, what they were given. But this is not the land of the Roman Catholics. This is the land of the Laodicean. This is not the land of the Lutherans. This is the land of the Laodiceans. This is not the land of the Greek churches. This is the land of the Laodiceans. We are a completely different group as a church. We are wealthy. We are educated. We are spiritually gifted like the Catholics aren't, like the Lutherans aren't. 
The other six churches, they do not have the charismatic giftings that the evangelical churches in America have been given by God. Why these giftings given to the church in Laodicea, to the Pentecostal church, to the fundamental churches, to the uh, messianic churches, to the charismatic churches of America? These groups sit within evangelical Christianity. Why are we so gifted in the dynamics of all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, all nine gifts. Why? Because of the land that we live in. Because we are in the land, a land that is going to have the greatest hardships ever in the history of the world. Eventually, the Catholics, they can take their wealth they can take, they can give up their their properties, and they can move back to Europe. The same with the Lutherans. The same with the Greeks. But the Laodicean churches, this is the land of the destiny of the evangelical Christians. It'll be from this land that we're caught up to the heavens at the time of resurrection. We have no place to go. The Laodicean church has been given a land, a place, a location, a work, a field, an objective, an eternal plan. The Lord said in Revelation chapter 3 to the church in Laodicea, Buy of me gold tried in the fire. The evangelical churches are going to be a church that is going to be tried in fire. The whole world is going to go into tribulation. But America is going to be a little different. If you listen to the first hour, this prophet is telling you that the pastors of this land are blind without vision. They don't realize that they're in Babylon the Great at the end of the world and that the coming king of this nation is going to be an antichrist, the antichrist. They're not telling you that the evangelical churches in America are the church of Laodicea. A great church. The other six churches do not have the charismatic, do not have the, again, the spiritual dynamics that the evangelical churches in America have. We have the best doctrine, the fundamental Christianity in this country, the best doctrine, the best theology, but it just hasn't carried through for the last 30 years. And many of the young people do not have a foundation doctrinally or with theology. And they don't have a foundation in eschatology, which is very important, most important. The Laodicean church, we have the best of the Pentecostal world the Pentecostal world in this country is very dynamic, very powerful. But the problem with a lot of the Pentecostals 
is they don't have a lot of sound doctrine and theology. A problem that's been with the fundamental Christians in this country is they don't have the understanding of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Both are needed. So one group is very strong in doctrine, theology, weak in eschatology. The other group is strong in giftings, casting out spirits, gifts of knowledge, words of knowledge, miracles, these things, but not very, not as a little stronger than most of the, the uh, fundamental Christianity in the area of eschatology. But still, there is a great void when it comes to eschatology. The Pan Pentecostal churches, the people generally gravitate to where there are signs and wonders, miracles, the, the uh, evidence of the Holy Spirit. They like to gravitate to that. But they neglect eschatology. This is the great blindness of the American church. The blindness to eschatology, to location. Who are we as a nation? Who are we as a church? What are we as a church? As a church, what has God given us that is so profoundly different than the Catholics, the Lutherans, the Episcopalians of the other nations, of the Greek churches of the other nations? What is it with the American churches that is so powerful? And I want to tell you, because it's so powerful, Satan's great attack to blind and bring deception to the American churches that has been an absolute must by the kingdom of darkness. Do not let the evangelical churches see who they are, what they are, what they have, what God has given them, what the plan, the great plan that God has for them. Satan's objective is do not let them know what they are. Keep them blind. Keep them busy. Keep them distracted. Give them money. Give them good jobs. Give them motor homes. Give them drugs. Give them porno. Give them everything. Give them the world. We are Egypt. We are the world. America is Egypt. Remember, the children of Israel, they were, in, they were starving. The, the sons of Jacob, there was a hard time. There was a famine. They had to go to where? Egypt. All the riches of the world, the best of the world, the best food, the best land, the best of everything. America is Egypt. Now America is becoming Sodom, just like Sodom and Gomorrah. America is at the end of the world. Egypt and Sodom one location, not two different places in a culture. Christ said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Does that mean again, like I've stated, I've stated many times, does that mean that the whole body of Christ will be deceived? 
ineffective, sterile? No. There will always be a remnant or a small company, and it even goes further in Isaiah. It's just a residue that will not be deceived. But for the most part, the mass will be deceived. But there's always that residue that God says that 7,000 will not bow the knee to Baal, the principle, the type. There will always be that residue. But the residue in this country, what is going to unify them, Christ alone, as Christians, that's just not enough to unify us. We're, yes, we're unified as a family, but we're a family with no objective, no direction, not knowing what the objective is. That's why prophecy is so important. I've given you three great prophecies today. America is Babylon, the great of the end of the world. Antichrist is the coming king of this nation. He's already working behind the scenes. Number three, this is the land of the Laodicean church. The great church, the preferred brother, so to speak. The dynamic brother of all these seven churches. The coveted brother. The nations of the world, they covet the evangelical Christians of America. They covet us. We're educated. We're wealthy. We have a great culture. But then on the other hand, you look at the race problems within the Christian churches in America. God forbids it. God forbids it. God will not allow it. The those with racial racial hatred in their hearts in America, you're going to go into tribulation and God is going to deal with your hatred in the tribulation. And you in America, God says there's latent anti-Semitism in the churches in America, in the Catholic Church, the Lutheran churches, some of the Greek churches, in the evangelical churches, in the Pentecostal churches, there's anti-Semitism. I'll tell you what, in the tribulation, God is going to deal with that anti-Semitism. He's not going to allow it. He's not going to allow these kind of sins in his, in his body. He's not going to uh, allow it. He's going to deal with it. You might as well begin to deal with it now. You have the Holy Spirit for you who are bigots. You who are white and bigots. You who are black and bigots who are listening to this program internationally, you who are, are anti-Semitic, the Jewish people, God will, will punish them as He decides to punish them. They don't need you. They don't need, He doesn't need your help. You curse them, you're going to be cursed. It's a promise in the Bible. Believe God's promises, good and bad. God promises you curse the Jews, you're going to be cursed. But God is going to 
bring judgment on his house first before he brings judgment on the nations. Judgment begins in the house of God firstly. Then he'll bring judgment. Don't look at the world. Don't look at, well, we should, you know, there needs to be judgment on, on the sins of the nation. God will bring that judgment. God is bringing that judgment. He is sovereign. He's got a sovereign hand. He knows how to bring judgment on them. But God's intention is that His own children will come back into the service. God's children have been AWOL. They've been AWOL from His Word. They've been AWOL by going out into Egypt and the gods of Egypt. Don't think that Pornography is not a god. It's just one of the many gods of Egypt. Drug addiction, one of the many gods of Egypt. Alcohol addiction, one of the gods of Egypt. Pedophilia in your heart, one of the many gods of Egypt. Don't think that God's children that are Christians can't be pedophiles. God's going to deal with God's going to deal with all of this, but judgment begins at the house of God first because God said he's going to have an army. In this vast body of believers in America, and I do include because the Catholics are here, the Lutherans are here, Episcopalians, Presbyterians, Protestants, Greek churches, all of them because they're here. God is going to use all of us as his army there are men there are these men that i read about these catholic priests these men are men of god some of them that are standing and taking positions against this government and against what is being done in this country god has his overcomers in all of the seven churches there are overcomers in all seven churches I know Catholics that are, are overcomers in the Catholic faith. Yes, they kneel down, they stand up, they sit down, they burn candles. Yes, some of them use a rosary and they pray. Well, when God opens their eyes and they realize what they're doing, then they'll have, they'll have uh, knowledge of, of, of God and insight. But they do love the Lord, and they are doing what God has called them to do. So I let God be the judge of that. I have enough problems with my own life. I have so much time, I have so much energy to do what I feel the Holy Spirit has asked me to do. Now, within America... Within these churches, there are prophets. I, I don't want to talk about apostles. There are apostles, a few. But I want to talk about the prophets. The prophets, firstly, they know God is sovereign. That's one of the understandings that people that are in prophetic gifting. And now another thing too with prophets. 
all Christians have an intuitive ability. We all have prophetic ability. But the word prophet and the office of prophet is different. Those in the office of a prophet, they don't get to just fill out a form and say, okay, I turn in my, I accept. No. In the offices of the prophets, there are offices and these are ordained. Everybody can have a prophetic ability, and we do, and we do exercise prophetically. Paul said we should. He, de he desired that, that we would all work prophetically, that we would prophesy. But now I'm talking about the office of a prophet. The office of a prophet is different. The office that Elijah had, and Elisha had, and Samuel had, these men like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, these are ordained by God as offices for them for specific purposes. So to just think that because you have prophetic gifting, you are being called to be a prophet to a nation. Be careful. I have had many friends that have stated they've been called for this, called to that, and then 20 years later, they're still waiting to be put in those positions of their calling. It's because they weren't called to what they think they were called to. It's what they desired in their walk with the Lord, but it wasn't in God's plan. We'll be back, and we'll finish out in the next 30 minutes. Hang on. This is Rick Rodriguez. Christ said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Join me every Sunday, 9 to 11 a.m. for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church on the new 1360 KHNC. Do you need your fireplace clean? Not sure if your fireplace is working right or not sure if the fireplace is efficient? Call Abundant Flame at 970-966-0217 to schedule your appointment. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-ins, pellet stoves, wood fireplaces, and electric fireplaces. Visit us at Abundant-Flame or call 970-966-0217. What's up, guys? I want to introduce you to EnviroShapes Concrete. This is a concrete company that is veteran-owned and supports the Wounded Warrior Project. It does concrete all over the northern Colorado area. Driveways, patios, steps, sidewalks, stonework, masonry, Call my friend Jay Allman, owner of EnviroShapes Concrete at 303-775-7926 or email him at EnviroShapes at gmail.com. Hey man, pass the battle over and take a couple of hits off the My Kind CBD. Get your CBD by going to 1360KHNC.com and click on the shopping button, man. Silly Jamaican, there's no THC in this product. It's certified THC-free. Just go to the website, 1360KHNC.com, click the shop. Hi, folks. I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. 
I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. I told you so. We here at KHNC are looking for new conspiracy theories because all the old ones have become fact. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus walked. Oh, when he walked. When Jesus walked. He washed my sins away. You know, I get going and I forget to give out my contact information. It's Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, and rick at khnc.net. Again, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I'll give this out one more time at the end of the program. God's prophets. God's prophets do two things. Well, they do many things, but two, the two points I'll make right now is this. When God's children are out of control, out of balance, out of order, the prophets warn the children that there are punishments coming. God will not put up with children that are out of control. He is God. He has a plan. He has... He's given mankind image and dominion. We are to rule over the animal world. We have image within. We are to control ourselves we are to be we are to live by our conscience we are to represent him properly with the holy spirit now that we have the holy spirit it's much easier still difficult but easier than the old testament people and we're to have dominion we're to have dominion because there is an occult world out there there is a world that there are principalities, there are powers in the heavens, there are demons that carry out plans for the devil. There is societies of the world, people, who are going to be carted to eternal fire, and it's our responsibility to present to them that there is a God and he has a kingdom, 
and that there is a devil and the devil has a kingdom and these two kingdoms are at war with each other. Christ begins his ministry and the first thing that happens is the devil comes to tempt him. This is the reality of that kingdom. The devil himself came to Christ to tempt Christ three times. Christians in America forget that there is a spiritual war taking place. So, God's prophets, they warn God's children of hardships that are coming and the plan of God in the future. Then, to those who are in obedience to the Lord, then God gives His blessings, His promises that He's going to keep us, protect us, no matter what. He's going to give us eternal life, which He has. Like I was saying before the break, there are offices of the prophets, men who are called specifically to prophetic work, who God gives them a, an area and a message, or, and it's, it's not that they so much planned it, it's just that God gave it to them. Because God decides, he gets to decide, you know, like with the Apostle Paul, God decided that Paul was going to be one of the apostles brought in later on. Initially, Christ picked 12 people initially, one of whom would be Judas Iscariot to fulfill prophecy. He had to pick Judas. Then they had to bring in Matthias later in the book of Acts to fill Judas's spot God picks prophets and he specifically gives prophets a, in their calling, he gives them uh, their, their duties. With me, I, uh, I don't know. I just look at the prophetic word. I see what the prophetic word says. I look at the Old Testament. I see what the Old Testament says. And I realize that God's end of the world prophets will understand who this country is, what this country is, who's going to lead this country in the near future the plan God has for Israel at the present time. Who the churches, the seven churches, these seven churches are real. They've existed initially 2,000 years ago, and then each church had a specific purpose in each of the time periods coming forward. The, Catholic, the, the Greek churches were prior to the Catholic church. The Greek churches are the older, the oldest brother. Next brother up the line, the Catholic Church, is the great brother. 
The Catholic Church, they're a great church internationally. They're very great. South America and all the continents, they're just a great, they're a big church. But they're also a church that has been infiltrated by witchcraft, the deep things of Satan. God tells us the truth. Then you have the Lutheran Church. Lutheran churches, they're the churches that would bring the introduce to the believers justification by faith. Then you would have the Plymouth Brethren, the church in Philadelphia church in Europe before they jumped. There was just a short period of time that, lay, that Philadelphia was there. They were the holy church. They were a little brother church. They were very small. Of all the brothers, it would be in stature, you might say, the smallest. The church in Smyrna would be the one that probably have the most scars because it's a suffering church. But Laodicea, America. Now we are a dynamic church. This is why I've been trying to and have been talking here in the past last month, the last three, four programs about the giftings that God has given, given his children, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, how they work, why they're important, why, uh, how God has planned or what his method of how he intended to bring these giftings to his people through the laying on of hands. Now, this matter of laying on the hands, don't think it's a light thing. In the occult world, they have picked up the spiritual principle of laying on of hands, but they lay hands on in the occult world to put demons in people. They, do, they uh, replicate everything that we are as a church. You have the reverse in, which, in Satanism. They have their apostles in Satanism. They have their prophets. They have their teachers. They have their evangelists. Just like we have in the, in the churches, they do exactly the same thing. We lay hands, they lay hands on too. You got to be careful who lays hands on you. If you don't know them, be careful. Make sure they're repu repu reputable. With, with, uh, you know, in my early Christian life, the year that I, in 1991, I was baptized with the Spirit. And uh, things started happening that I was not really familiar with. But I would have a sense to do something, and I had a sense one day to go talk to a pastor. And I thought, well, I've never done that before. But the Lord said, I want you to go see this pastor. And he was Pentecostal. And I thought, well, I went ahead, showered, got cleaned up, went as I was walking out the door. The minute I grabbed the handle of the door, he, the Lord told me, not today. I'll tell you when, but not today. That was different. That was a word of knowledge. 
all these experiences that you have, you can actually say, okay, was that a word of knowledge? Was that a word of wisdom? Was that a miracle? Was that a gift of faith? About two weeks later, I heading out the door, I grabbed the handle to go out the kitchen door, and the Lord said, now, today, go see this pastor. Well, I was kind of numb, but I walked out the door, headed over to the location where his facility is, and I said, Lord, this guy, his secretary, she's going, this with the screen, I really don't know that much about that world. I said, I'm not, she's not going to let me go by. She's not going to let me talk to him. Well, I knew. That's just an instant rhema word, I guess you could say. Something I just realized, but it was the Lord speaking, and I'm talking to the Lord, and the Lord said, it's okay. You go. So I got to the building, and I said, well, Lord, and as I'm going into the building, I don't know whether to go right or left. I don't know what to do. And I said, well, I don't know where the office is. And Laura said, just go straight ahead and up the stairs. So I go up the stairs. Sure enough, to the left, there's the offices. And uh, sure enough, there's this secretary sitting there. And I walked up and I said, yes, I wanted to see if this pastor is in. And she said, do you have an appointment? And I said, well, no, I don't. And under my breath, I'm thinking, well, Lord, I told you. Just then the phone rang. And she said, hang on just a second. She picks up the phone. She starts talking. And I don't, I've never been there before. I don't know where the pastor has his office. All of a sudden, a door opens to my left, and it is the brother I went to see. I went to school with him. And I looked at him. He looked at me, and I waved at him, and I said hi, and he said hi. And he, I said, I was just in the neighborhood. I didn't know what to say. I said, well, I was just in the neighborhood. Not really, but I wanted to just say hi. So he said, well, I have a few minutes. Come on into the office. Well, the secretary, she was having fits. It was like somebody tied her to the railroad tracks, and she was having fits. So we went in, and we sat down, and I told the Lord, I said, boy, I don't even know what I'm going to say. Well, the Lord told me what to tell him. First thing I told him was, the United States of America is Babylon the Great. I didn't plan to say that, but that's what I told him. He just sat there and he looked at me. And then later on, I told him, I said, uh, there are some changes coming and you need to pray. Something to that effect. And he sat up and he just kind of went into shock. Now, I don't know what I, I don't know what it was that all I told him is what the Holy Spirit told me to tell him. There are changes coming, and uh, you need to pray that you be protected. Well, then, a week later, I go to the service, and he calls up the men in the congregation to come up and pray for him because he says, I've got things that are important, changes that are being made. I need prayer for wisdom. Well, it just so happened I was there, went up and prayed for him. Well, that's how things work. And then later on, after he uh, had gone, I went and the gentleman, another pastor had taken over the congregation. I went to that pastor and gave him a word about the future. I said, you have an opportunity 
to either be pastor or to let this pass you by. I said, but you're going to take the position. And he did take it, and he was in that position until he died. How the Lord does this with his people is just, uh, I don't know how to describe it. But anyhow, from that time forward, things like this would happen. Then I knew, at some point, I knew, just had a sense that I needed to be on radio. That I should somehow be involved in media. Well, it was in 2004, November, I've told the story before. My wife and I are up at uh, All Nations Church, Brother Mel Johnson. It was a Sunday afternoon meeting. And my wife and I were there. We'd been there for the service. At the end of the service, there was a brother and sister that had come up from Colorado Springs. And uh, they were giving prophetic words to people. And they were just finishing up. And the sister looked and asked, she said, when did you come in? And uh, she was looking at me. And I said, well, we've been here. She said, no, I didn't see you here before. You, you just came in. I said, no, we've been here. My wife and I have been here. And so she gave me a word, and she said that you're going to be on radio. That was in November. In March of the following year, of 2005, I went into a station in Las Vegas, Nevada, worked it out, and in March I started a program almost four years on the radio in Las Vegas, Nevada. This was all through prophetic words. She prophesied to me that I would be on radio. And it came to pass. This is going to have to be your world. The world that we're in in this country now. This is going to, you're going to have to be in a prophetic world. In a world where there's going to be, there will be miracles, there will be signs, there's going to be wonders taking place. You're going to have to be in a Pentecostal world. You can be deep in theology and eschatology, and you need to be, and you need to be deep in, in doctrine. But you're also going to have to be, look for and expect God to speak to you in miraculous ways. There was one way that the Lord spoke to me one day. I'd, we'd bought a mower. It was a riding mower. And I'd been out cutting grass. And in, early in the morning, I had a dream just before I woke up that I put my hand underneath the mower that, where the blades are to clear wet grass out just in the dream. And in the dream, I, as I was getting ready to put my hand in there, I thought, well, I shouldn't do that because the blades are turning. So I didn't do it in my dream. Three hours later, I'm out cutting grass early in the morning. And sure enough, the grass built up and it wasn't shooting out the outlet. And so I went ahead, stopped the mower, shut it off. And I was going to stick my hand in there to clean some of that grass off. And I remembered that dream and I didn't put my hand in there. And I realized that when I got off the mower, I had disengaged the blades from the belt 
and the blades were turning, if I'd have stuck my hand under there, I'd have lost some fingers. We'll be back and I'll finish. Reasons to Own Gold. Brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank, which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592. Back in the USSR. Socialism, like the ancient ideas from which it springs, confuses the distinction between government and society. As a result, every time we object to a thing being done by government, the socialists conclude we object to it being done at all. We disapprove of state education, and the socialists say we are opposed to any education. Socialism. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD, and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy our fine, my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Okay, I'm going to finish the story. So I have this dream early in the morning that I'm going to stick my hand in that mower, in the, underneath that mower to clean grass out. And then four hours late, three hours later, I'm down there. I'm getting ready to put my hand in there 
and I just remembered that dream, and I thought, no. And I waited, and I looked, and I had disengaged the blades. So when you turn the mower off, if the, if the blades are engaged, the belt will stop the blades. When the engine stops, the belt will stop the blades. But because I disengaged, the blades were sitting there spinning. If I'd have put my hand in there, I'd have probably lost a few fingers. So, now, would you say that was a gift of knowledge? Was I using the gift of discernment? Or what gift would you think I was using? None. I was using vision. The Lord had given me a dream, actually. This is the world we're moving into. Dreams and visions, the giftings, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, the one gift that is going to be very valuable to you is the gift of discernment. I'm going to talk next week about the gift of discernment. The gift of the discernment and the discerning of spirits. When there are demons around, when you are demons to come to deceive you. Deception. These giftings were given to us for our own protection and so that we can, as Christians, we can be involved in the great plan that God has for the time that we're in. We're his great army. He says we're his army. And many of the believers are AWOL. All you have to do is return. And God has a great plan for every one of us. We just yield to him and allow him to work with us to lead us into that plan. Basically, this is the program for today. Today, as I had planned, a completely different program to kind of flow in with last week's program with the Apostle Paul. But as I got up this morning, the Lord, I had this thought. I said, Lord, what direction do you want me to go? What is it you want me to present to your people in this program today? And the Lord told me to tell them truth. There are many out there that are speaking to you in the name of the Lord that are presenting to you things that are deceiving you. They're not telling you the truth. The prophetic people need to have the gifts of discernment to know what not to listen to. Now, contact information, Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, 80502. Rick at Zero. I'm sorry, Rick at KHNC.net. God bless you. God bless you. Have a wonderful week in the name of the Lord. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here are some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs or racist cows. Climate coaches or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the Roar of the Rockies. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins.